This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Good morning. Good morning, Tallahassee. It is 1130 a.m. and you're listening live to Wave 94.1. This morning, Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ, Servant Marcia, and basically we're saying escape. I mean, this morning, the state of Florida is preparing for some tropical something storm hurricane tornado we don't know what it is matter of fact we don't know the storms that we're going to encounter daily as we're living and i'm just encouraging all of us to be prepared so that if you must escape you can imagine people that want to escape and they're cornered and cannot but today we have the word of god and the word of god will help us to be prepared. I'm I'm at a moment right now where I was listening to the Lord and what came into my heart is what time is it really? Do we even know the hour, the time that we're in? Uh, Some of us might say, well, we're in a time of making sure that you go out and tell everybody about Jesus. And that's true. We are in that time that we are to help each other Uh, save each other, hopefully, be the light of the world, the salt of the earth, as God has given us the Holy Spirit to be. I I don't know. I think now is the time of faith. This is a very difficult moment for believers to believe. Uh, Even somewhere in the Bible, it says, when Jesus comes, will he find faith on the earth? And so I decided, let me go back in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and let's look at the topic of faith, because we know that today we must live in faith if we're going to make it at all. And so now faith, verse number one, chapter 11 of Hebrews says, is the substance of things hoped for the evidence for of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony by faith. We understand that the words and the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts and through it being dead, his blood still spoke. Amen. Imagine that faith activates life in your blood to the point that even if your body is dead, the blood from your body still speaks to the heavenlies. Amen. 
by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had the testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I want to pray right now. Father God, I ask you to remove from me any spirit of distraction and I confess and repent of anything that I may have done not pleasing in your sight. God, I ask you to release your word this morning that we understand the time, the season, and the hour as the tribe of Issachar. And God, allow us to understand as believers, as your children, what are we to do in this hour? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's continue on with faith. Verse number seven, Hebrews 11 chapter says, By faith Noah, being divinely warned, that's what we're asking for today, of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear. See? So it's not enough to get warned. What are you going to do? He prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which, by his faith, he condemned the entire world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And when he went out not knowing where he was going, by faith, he dwelt in the land of promise and it was in a foreign country, dwelling in tents from the palaces that he grew up in with Isaac and Jacob in his loins, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Wow. What does that mean? <laughs> and I think that means that he, he didn't try to sit there and figure out why God said this and why God said that. He just went on and he actually did it because he simply had faith in he who called him. Wow. Even though he came from a culture of idolatry where the gods were images that were made for you to bow down and worship. And here it is. Abraham listened to a God that he could not see. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. So when we exercise faith, especially in things that God has asked us to do, the Lord simultaneously releases our ability to receive strength. Notice that the strength was already available, but she had to have faith to receive that strength. Amen. How many of us are in that predicament right now where we know that we know that God has said to do A, B, C, D, and F, and we're still between should I, should I not? Did I hear? I don't know. But when we walk in faith, amen, like Sarah did, it says by faith, Sarah herself also received strength 
to conceive seed and she bore a child when she was past the age because why? She judged him faithful who had made the promise. She judged God. She said in her heart, my body may not be able to do this, but he said it and therefore I agree with him. I believe it. And by her saying that inside her mind, she received the strength to conceive a seed. They mean the seed. Therefore, from one man, Abraham, and he was as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand, which is by the seashore. I want to talk about Abraham, Isaac, you know, well, Abraham, really, because do you realize that Abraham not only had the son Isaac by Sarah, but he had Ishmael, okay, uh, by Sarah's uh, servant, but then he also married again, Keturah, and he had six more sons, and from them came the uh most of the population that's over in the East. Those who died, these all who died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. So mainly they understood that I'm I'm walking in faith on what my father, my God, has said. And for those who say such things, declare plainly that they seek a homeland that, and truly, um, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would not have had opportunity to return. So, but now they desire a better, a heavenly country. And, and because of that, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Because why? He, God himself, has prepared a city for them as well. And that's over in Revelations, the uh, 21st chapter. Because sometimes we forget. Why do we, why are we living on earth exercising faith for a spiritual situation? And that's Revelation 21st chapter. Now I saw, and this is what your goal is. This is what your faith is all about. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, the revelator, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, okay? And he will dwell with them and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. This is our our finite hope. This is the end of our hope. <laughs> We're hoping for the unseen. Okay. And God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. There should be no more death, sorrow, crying, 
No more pain for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And, and so you are wondering, what is it that I'm really hoping for? What is my faith for? It's not just that you managed to live a decent life on earth. It is way past your mortal existence. It is your existence eternally that our faith is really being activated for. And he that sat on the throne said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. That is the purpose of this faith that we're talking about. That is the heavenly country that we're speaking about. That's the city that God has prepared for his children. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, he offered up Isaac. Okay. And uh, remember, in Isaac, your seed shall be called, meaning Jesus would come through the lineage, the deliverer of Isaac. Uh, we also know that by faith, um, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe in Jericho when she received the spies with peace. Okay. Uh, what about Gideon, Barak, Samson, David, Samuel, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. By faith, all of this was achieved. So remember, we are surrounded by a, a cloud of witnesses. So lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnare us and let us run with endurance the race that is before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who even Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down. He is already sitting down at the right hand of the throne of God uh, because he considered him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself. So basically, consider Jesus, right? He endured all of that that he endured. Because otherwise, it's so easy for us to become weary and discouraged, okay? So by faith, we can continue on 
And, and, and don't be sad when God chastens you or punishes you or deals with you because he loves us. He loves you. And yes, you must go through certain things. You might say, well, why God let this happen, that happen? Because sometimes we require chastening. If you're not chastened, then you're illegitimate. You're not a son. We allow our mothers and our fathers to chasten us. Why not the father of spirits and live not only on this life, but eternally? And, and even though chastening is not considered a positive and pleasant thing, yet it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness, okay, to those who have been trained by it. So strengthen your hands and your knees and make straight paths for your, your feet, okay? Pursue peace and holiness, because without that, you're not able to enter into the heavenly places with our Father. I, I actually want to pray the same prayer that Peter prayed in Hebrews, the 13th chapter. He says, now may the God of peace, <laughs> Woo. who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you and I complete in every good work to do his will, working in us what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And I just want to remind you that you do not want to be like Esau who, in order to gain something earthly on this earth, gave up his eternal blessing. You don't want that. Because when the rapture, when Jesus comes, you want to be able to go with him. I mean, we have come, we are on a pathway to the spiritual Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who, listen to this now, who are registered in heaven. So when we are born again, there's actually a registration that takes place in heaven. And, and now you, you, are, you have a uh, citizenship <laughs> in the heavenlies with God the Father, okay? To all the spirits of the just men and women of God are made perfect. To Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than even that of Abel's blood. So what time is it? Well, it's a time to walk in faith. It's a time to endure over in James, the second chapter, it talks about starting at the uh, 17th verse. It says, okay, we know that we're to walk in faith, but faith by itself. If it does not have works, it is dead, right? So you can say, I have faith, okay? You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works. 
and I will show you my faith by my words. So you say, well, I believe that there's one God. Well, that's fine. Even the demons believe and tremble. So you need to not be a foolish person, as uh, is talked about in James, the 20th verse. And you need to understand that faith without works is really dead, right? So if you have faith, there should be evidence of it so that your faith can be accounted for as righteousness. Amen. Uh, that happened with Abraham. That happened with Noah. Okay. And with Rahab. So faith must be accompanied by works. And so if we look at Revelations, again, back to Revelations 12th chapter, if you have your Bible, I'm just going to read it. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, on her head, a garland of 12 stars. And being with child, she cried out in labor and pain and gave birth. Another star appeared, and that was a great fiery red dragon having seven heads, 10 horns, seven diadems on his head. Tell drew a third of the stars of heaven, threw them to earth. Dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and his throne. I want to stop there because when I read that, immediately I see that that, to me, is a historical fact that has already occurred. Jesus has already been born. He's already been caught up to the heavens, seated at the right hand of God. Then it talks about how the women fled. And uh, she fled to a place prepared by God. She was there for 1,260 days. And the war broke out. Michael and his angels fought the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail. So their place was no longer found in heaven. So the great dragon was cast out, the serpent of old called the devil who deceived the world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Then there was a loud voice saying, now salvation, strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him, the dragon, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. I want to stop there because that also at this time and season appears to be an historical fact that this has already occurred. The Israelites or the Jews, they have already gone through immense persecution. Um, uh, and I really believe that now we're at the moment where the salvation, strength, and the kingdom of our God is, is here. But it says, therefore rejoice, O heavens, but woe to the inhabitants of the earth. For the devil has come down with great wrath. That is why you see so many things changing so rapidly. And he persecuted in the past the woman who gave birth. But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she may fly into the wilderness to be nourished for time, times, and half a time. 
So then the serpent spewed water like a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away. But the earth helped the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood. And the dragon was enraged with the woman and went to make war with the rest of her offsprings who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Question again, what time is it? I believe, truly believe that we're at Revelations 12 chapter verse number 17. The dragon is enraged, has begun to make war with those who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So I want you to understand that in Revelation 13, it was given, here's what it says in verse number 6, 7, and 8, that um, the dragon empowered uh, a system, a beast, okay? And um, the beast blasphemed God, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwelt on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. What time is it? If anyone has an ear, let him hear. Because he who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and what? The faith of the saints. What time is it? Run this race with endurance. Run understanding that we live through times and season. Yes, there is the time for us to pursue and, and get as many souls so that when the Father get ready for the harvest, he can, the souls that we have, uh, we have gathered together can come to heaven, can go with the Lord, can be raptured. And there's a time to strengthen ourselves. There's a time to fight. But there's also a time that the enemy has been given to make war against us and to overcome. Wow. What time is it? And that was the message today. Uh, I guess at the end of it all, we can escape, but understand that we are living through times and season. You've been listening to Escape to Heaven, Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. Yes, heaven is always with us in our hearts and our souls. And can we escape from what must come? I don't know. I think sometimes we can, and then sometimes we cannot. All I want to say is I love you. May God stay with you, be with you, lead you, guide you. And uh, keep on being those that keep the commandments of God and um, the testimony of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Love you. God loves you so much more. Can't wait to see you next week. Bye.